because I can edit this part out, okay. this whole part. I might not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't. It, it, it'll be late tonight when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Supreme Resort. Welcome to the Supreme Resort. Thank you for joining us. This is Eric and Jimmy. Hi, Eric. Hey, Jimmy. Hi. Uh, so we just wanted to bring you the latest and greatest from Disney Parks. In this latest edition of, we recorded this episode several months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows so, when? We're not even sure. No, we don't. So uh, because, you know, yesterday was March. Um. We wanted to just bring you the latest and greatest from the Disney parks, and we're going to start with the uh, sinking of Splash Mountain boat. Hot, Eric, tell us hot about takes. the hot, hot, hot takes. Tell us about the sinking of Splash Mountain. Well, according to uh, sources on on the TikToks, which I hear is a a place owned by China um, on the internets, uh, the Several people were on on the, uh, the the log flume ride that we talked about on our last episode. You might have heard of it, yeah. um, and uh, they 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 sank, and it was great because they were told, yeah. "Stay, please stay in the boat." Yes, and, and they, they refused said, to. Uh, nope. <laughs> that's that's how, most of the story, really. How does our president feel about TikTok? Um, our president feels <laughs> that uh, TikTok is not a real log. And should oh. not be classified as an actual log. It's more of a log-shaped conveyance. Uh, oh, oh, that, so he's that's Dan. He's in line on. with Dan. I was going to yeah, say yeah. he's in line with Dan. So yeah. the mo- the majority of what we want to do here before we get to our main episode, which is about the uh, the case of the rapids, Kali v. Grizzly, right? Yeah. Uh, we want to talk about uh, Gator World. And what's going on with Gator World? So uh, go ahead and fill us in on that. So Gator World is still a thing because gators are still a thing. And also Florida is still a thing. That's as many times as you can say still a thing in one sentence. And Tell us not about some... Florida Man. How is Florida Man doing? Florida Man's doing great. Uh, he was last seen um, in a uh, fit of rage smashing in the windshield of... A moving semi. Now, how close was he to Gatorland? Uh, it can only be presumed that he was in Gatorland at the time of that recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so beyond Gatorland, which is really what our listeners are most interested in. Of course. What, um, what is going on with the Disney parks? And I'm going to specifically lean this towards Orlando because I think Disneyland is still on. Uh, in question right so let's let's talk about disney world resort hotels okay yes and as of this recording right now this second on august 5th uh the 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 disneyland resort is still closed but i do have reservations in march really oh yeah you yourself eric johnson has recording or uh, episode uh (laughs) (laughs) reservations in march (laughs) Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Here, I'll, I'll just put that over it in March. Um, yes, I do. I, I'll be there in March. So if we need like a, a, a parks meetup, let's make it happen, folks. Y'all yep. live recording March ish 2021. Early March ish 2021. We'll announce the date later. We'll have a live recording, even if it's just us. <laughs> we'll have yes. it. We'll also have one in Walt Disney World, apparently in October ish. Yes. 
October. I'll be there in September. Okay, September-ish as well. Yeah. All of the and lives. All the lives. Even if it's just me sitting outside in front of people, that's live. <laughs> there you go. Park meetup. All right. So any any new more news about the uh, hotels? Let's give it. Yes. So some of the hotels have been pushed back. Uh, as you have learned from previous uh, podcasts, we have seen that uh, the Disney Vacation Club resorts are the ones opening first. They opened well before Walt Disney World opened up. Well. Um, well before and it made for some interesting uh reading on and some listening. other sites and listening on other sites uh basically you're staying in a hotel and you're going to down uh going to disney springs not downtown mm-hmm. disney and uh there aren't a lot of people around which was it was interesting to to hear about those those accountings but the remaining resorts are supposed to be opening um those dates have been pushed back a little bit uh, the last I have seen is that uh, Disney's Yacht Club is the next to open on August 24th. By the way, Michael Eisner's favorite property. September 21st, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa is opening up. Where October, I got married. Oh, of course. Always worth mentioning. <laughs> October 4th, Polynesian Village Resort is opening. October 14th, Coronado Springs Resort is opening. And November 1st, Art of Animation Resort will open. Do, do you think that some of this is because of uh, NBA and MLS evacuations? Do you think that those resorts are going to come with increased park capacity? Um, it, it already seems like some of the park capacity has increased based on really just occasionally clicking on the 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 availability thing you know i'm i'm an annual pass holder um listen to that very annual pass holders on on uh on the years up podcast (laughs) network Um, patreon on patreon yes please pay you'll have to you'll have to pay pay treon yes oh yes it's it's in the name i never put that together i get it now (laughs) i get where it came from Uh, i think it came from patron Mm. <laughs> agree to disagree <laughs> yes <laughs> go ahead so i think that um <laughs> i have no idea what i was saying well we it sounds good so i, I think you're going to say that in quarter three of disney resorts a lion's share of loss came from the closure of the disney parks and disneyland paris Walt disney company on tuesday that's yesterday, revealed the financial impact of its theme parks being shuttered due to the novel coronavirus pandemic. What is this? The corona? Uh, Am I pronouncing that right? You should Bing that. Go go to Bing and look it up. (laughs) A fiscal third quarter loss of $3.5 billion. Yeah, so yeah, that's a big loss. Significant, yeah, yeah. So, but we've been watching the the park closures. We've been watching the park openings. We're looking at wait times, and you go to Animal Kingdom on any given day a year ago, and flight of passage is 180 minutes at best, and nowadays 15 minutes at worst. And uh, yeah, if mu- you're multiple, willing to do it, multiple flights of passage are possible. Yeah. Yep, multiple flights oh, over 180 minutes. You'll yeah be sick of flying. 
So we're going in September. We're hesitant, but we're ready to go. Wearing a mask in Central Florida in mid-September is not great, but we're going to try it out because now's the time. If you can go at 10%, 15% capacity, feels like now's the time to try it, right? Yeah, and that's that's the mentality we're taking. We've, we've had a vacation plan for a while to go in October uh, for a week, and it's... At the Riviera, by the way, yeah, room 316. Yes, please visit room th- 316, and uh, it's not the tower. It's not the tower studio. It's one of the regular studios. Um, oh. The Riviera has two different types of studio for you DVC members who are very Get confused. That we've got room for five, so... All right. Yeah. Uh, but but so, all these, the, the, these uh, mentions of... Uh, of uh, uh, park reservations, which is where we where I lost the thread a while ago, mm-hmm. um, th- they seem to have increased. Uh, they're they're seeming to allow more people in. I, I think Disney is understanding that their capacity is higher than they thought it would be, and that's that's both good and bad. I, I don't anticipate that in the next few months it's really going to be all that uh, all that crowded. People are still kind of uh, intimidated i suppose about going to the parks and that's probably that's probably good you you want to be prepared right so i'm going to ask you a question unprovoked and unprepared question but you're a pharmacist so you are closer to medical information than we are let's say we get a we get a uh, a vaccine tomorrow okay and tomorrow august Sixth, August sixth, we get yeah. a we get a vaccine. Okay, now many people are saying we're going to get it August fourth or November fourth. <laughs> right, right, definitely. It's so, on my calendar. <laughs> Let's just say we get it August sixth, and sixty percent of America will get the vaccine. Right? Of, yes, absolutely. and the vaccine is sixty percent effective, which mm-hmm. means. Roughly a third of America is vaccinated against this virus. Then what? I haven't seen. Now, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not an infectious disease specialist. I will start with that. Um, From what I have seen, there is a little bit of conflicting, maybe a little bit more than a little bit, conflicting evidence surrounding the antibody presence against this disease, where we're used to things like the flu and other, you know, plenty of viral infections. We, we know, we know an awful lot about um, herpes zoster where we, we can say, Hey, get your, you know, get your chicken pox at a young age and you're protected through most of your life or get this vaccine and you're protected also through a fair portion of your life. We don't have that because we haven't been studying this disease for super long. It's, there's a lot we have to learn. So getting a vaccine could be, it could be an annual thing like the flu, even though we don't see a huge amount of mutations yet. We don't mm-hmm. know necessarily that getting the vaccine is going to produce that herd immunity that we're all hoping desperately for. Right. Uh, okay. Well, just uh, any speculation. I mean, again, you're closer to it than most, if not all of our listeners. Is there any speculation in the community or any thoughts about anything? Um, I be. <laughs> Unfortunately, being a scientist, I really don't like speculation all that much. It's great That's to say point. vaccines are great. Get a vaccine. Um, I don't really, I, I don't know off the top of my head. And because I'm not involved in this sort of work 
directly, it's even less certain for me to to make that kind of conjecture. Um, I'm 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 happy to entertain ideas and and discuss ideas, but really, when it comes down to it, we don't know how effective this is going to be in the end. How about hydroxychloroquine? Uh, well, it's it's great for malaria. It actually works well for rheumatoid arthritis, and there is very little evidence to show that it works for COVID. Okay. How about demon sperm? Demon sperm. Now, what you have to do is you have to have a high-quality centrifuge to separate... <laughs> And I'm sorry. I'm putting scene. you on the spot. I apologize. <laughs> putting you on the spot. All right. What else you got, Eric, before I give you the fact of the show? Well, after after all of that, um, all I can really say is uh, wear a mask. Um, yes. Wash your hands. Um, if you're wearing gloves all day long, maybe wash your gloves or change mm, them frequently. Change them out. Yeah. Um, but, but really, the most important thing we've seen is, is wear a mask especially in places where it's uh, required, like Walt Disney World. Yes, and yeah. Disneyland, Disney's, Disney's uh, uh, Downtown Disney, which if you want to know more about the opening of Downtown Disney, you can find this on the Ears Up YouTube page where I did an hour plus with Eric, Dan, and Jason at Downtown Disney on opening day. And uh, yeah, they made fun of me for an hour, but, uh, and it's funny because every time I talk to any of them, they're convinced that I have the virus and they ask me if I'm okay because <laughs> I got on two commercial jets and uh, went to downtown Disney, but I'm fine. No virus. <laughs> Sorry. Well done. It's, it's yeah. been happening for a couple of weeks. Don't worry. It's just, it's fine. A sore throat is fine. Yeah. Um, Hey, anyway, if you if while we're on the the topic of YouTube, if you really enjoy time lapse videos of me, ooh, I do clicking on things. Oh my god, that's like a dream. Oh, you can watch a small segment, a very mm. very short tidbit of me editing one of our podcasts. In fact, this very podcast, this very podcast. to which you are about to listen, about to listen, not this one. Well, well, yeah, because this this part is the bumper that we're adding on August fifth. But uh, in fact, the the part you're about to listen to is is the part that we recorded uh, if you approximately sixteen years already. ago, right? Yeah. Assuming, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay, so the fact of the show, uh, there, so there are people named John Hinch and. Uh, Marty Sklar, right? Those are people, yes. Yes, yes they're both Imagineers, people. right? Very famous Imagineers. Marty Sklar has been there from literally day one of of uh, WED. He used to write scripts and uh, copy for Walt Disney. He was there opening day at Disneyland. He wrote the newsletter. And then John Hench as well. And Bill Evans, we are all familiar with, is the head of Disney uh, agriculture, right? I don't think that's what they call it, but horticulture. Bill Evan, horticulture, thank yeah. you. And Bill Bill Evans actually pioneered the technology to transplant trees like he did with the Liberty Tree in Walt Disney World. You can hear from the, the Supreme Resort Liberty Square episode where he took a tree from one part of Disney World and moved it to the Magic Kingdom. 
And that technology is actually commonly known in the horticulture environment uh, community globally. I have a friend who is in the landscape business and he knows of Bill Evans, despite the fact he's known doesn't knows nothing about Disney. Hmm. So Bill Evans protege was developing the the new downtown Disney, you know, the environment. They wanted to get some greenery. Um, you've heard of uh, making a, a parking lot out of a, a turned paradise into a parking lot. You've heard of that. There's a song. Yes, I've, I've heard of that song. Um, yes. Yes. So they did kind of the opposite. They moved a parking lot into paradise, right? So they wanted to move trees and Bill Evans' protege was able to dig up two trees from the Disney Imagineering complex. So there were two trees just outside of Marty Scalar's office and Marty Scalar agreed to Bill Evans' protege. Yeah, you can take those trees. Two years later, he goes to dig up the trees and Marty looks out of his office and freaks out. He's like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. And he's like, well, don't you remember two years ago, we agreed that we we're going to take these trees that we really liked and we're going to put them in downtown Disney. And it turns out John Hinch was livid about it. And so you know, Marty Sklar doesn't remember what he did yesterday, let alone two years ago. And uh, yet, so uh, John Hinch was vehemently opposed to that. Since then, both of those Imagineers have passed away and those two trees were transplanted from Imagineering to outside of the world of Disney. So there are two trees just outside the world of Disney and their names are Marty and John. Ah, Yep. Named after those two famous Imagineers. So next time you're at World of Disney, look for Marty and John. That was the fact of the show, everybody. Now for more facts. Keep listening. Keep listening. Welcome to the Supreme Resort. You are now about to listen to the Supreme Resort presents The Case of the Rapids. Cali River v. Uh, Grizzly uh, River Run. Enjoy. Won't you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World in which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park, and maybe even sometimes river by river uh, or island by island and decide which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help find the answer to the elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me to help find the answer is from Dan Hates the Beatles, Dan. I. It's still a thing. Okay. And from Concierge, Eric. Hey, also still a thing. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure you heard about in that wonderful bumper you heard just before the show. Uh, also, I really enjoy our new theme song. What do you guys think? I think it's really good. I, I enjoyed it very much. And it's been it's been on the show for... Uh, Two months, couple now. episodes, now. yeah, 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 a couple episodes. Uh, that's right. Uh, thanks to Jr. for that wonderful theme song. Mm-hmm. J- Jr. Yeah. Trump. 
So, Tramp. Yes, indeed. And my dog has now been let into my office. Yay, it's Sophie. Our unofficial fourth podcast host, (laughs) because she's been in my office every time we've recorded any podcast. So if you hear loud clanking and rattling chains, that's my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Or the ghost of Marley. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Welcome, Sophie, to the podcast. Um, Oh, Jake Marley. I thought you were referring to Marley and me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Wow. Yeah. Or Bob Marley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, listen, we don't have a ton of past show recordings at pre- past show uh, corrections at present, except because we have for, so many past show recordings recorded. That's right. 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. So uh, instead, I'm going to do some past show recording. Oh, God. Past show corrections for <laughs> Ears Up podcast. Tune in. Uh, Miles came on in, I think it was, you know, May or June and talked about the Vacation Club. And I, I, I'm a member of the Disney Vacation Club, as is Eric, right? Sure am. You're a recent addition to the Riviera Resort family. Indeed. Haven't used a single point yet. <laughs> you can't. Uh, right. No, now you can. It's August. You can use them. Where have you oh, been? That's, that's true. Very true. In August, I certainly can. <laughs> well, right. and I'm a member of Ralph's Club. It's close to the same thing. You can use points now, though. You're free to use points anytime. Ralph's <laughs> is a grocery store in the <laughs> Western United States. Uh, so anyway, you one of the things right. I just wanted to point out. He did a really good job describing it all, right? And uh, I don't know, Eric, have you listened to that episode? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he did it a good job. It made me want right? to sign up again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the one thing I just think that if, if anybody's listening to this who who didn't fully understand it, how the, how it works is every night you book a room requires a certain amount of points. So if let's just, I'm just going to throw out numbers as an example. If you wanted to book a studio on a Wednesday in January at Saratoga Springs, it might cost you eight points. The beauty about the vacation club with the point system is you don't have to just do a week. You don't have to do seven days, eight days. You can do a night. So you could go like every Wednesday in, you know, use eight points and you have 175 points and just do a Wednesday studio. And you could probably stay for like three weeks consecutive, you know, just three total weeks of nights, you know? So three Wednesdays is what you're saying. Yeah. If you just did every Wednesday, you know, once a week, you just stayed for a night in the studio. Conversely, if you were to book a three bedroom villa at Bay Lake tower facing the magic kingdom on Christmas day, it might cost you 160 points for that stay that night. Right. So that's kind of how it works. And I, I think that's just kind of the one thing you left off, but he did a really nice job. And as a member of Disney vacation club, and I think Eric, you will concur despite the fact you've never used it. <laughs> if you vacation at Disney, at least like once, once a, every year, year and a half, it is the right thing to do because ultimately you're still spending money and you're still spending what, 60, 70, $80 a month for your maintenance fees. But it's basically the same as saying I'm staying in a deluxe resort looking at the magic kingdom and i'm paying for an all-star movies is basically what's happening right yeah pretty much you just the the thing that really drove it home for us was the the calculation of how much we had spent money on over the last couple of years we went oh okay well we've got enough to put some money into this now 
and it's it it definitely seems like a lot up front, but when you just push that out over how many years, it, it's it's kind of nothing. If you vacation at Disney all the time, right? I, but if you're only well, sure. doing it, it, yeah, if you're only doing it once every few years, it may not make as much sense unless you just really like travel and you use the RCI exchange that kind of thing, right? Which seems like less of a good deal, but right. I mean, really, we mostly vacation at Disney parks, so we're we're good. Us too. Um, so today's episode, it was a little bit of a, a block for me. So we decided on this weeks ago what we were going <laughs> to record tonight, and I had such a mental block. I think a week ago, I was like, "Okay, so we're going to do Tom Sawyer's Island, right?" And Dan's like, "No, the rivers," or he said, "Yeah, whatever." And so then, um. Then all week I've been researching just so I can kind of support or buttress points just to make sure we get everything covered in our in my goal of completism. Well, and, I, and it doesn't help that I put on the calendar our show calendar just rivers because I right. figured we were all on the same page there. Of course, of course we are. Yes, so I've been researching Rivers of America <laughs> for quite some time now. Uh, so I'll be ready for that episode. But today's episode, the case of the River Rapids, Cali v. Grizzly. That is Cali River Rapids v. Grizzly River Run, right? Mm-hmm. So for Disneyland Resort, Cali River Rapids, or excuse me, Disney World Resort, Animal Kingdom, Cali River Rapids, which came first, will be Eric, arguing that point. And for Disneyland Resort's Grizzly River Run, that will be our friend Dan. Pew, pew. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so uh, because Collie River Rapids came first, if Collie River Rapids gets a point, you will hear this sound. I don't know what that means. Uh, Rather than going, my mind immediately, of course, went to, of course, went to uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But rather than having Malaram yelling uh, Kalima, over and over again, I went with Indiana Jones yelling, you betrayed Shiva <laughs> at the end where they're on the bridge and he's igniting the stones and the things happen. It's the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, I think Harrison Ford is a t- the Supreme Resort uh, all-star. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Eric, I'll get the sound effect to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So if the Grizzly River run, am I saying that right? Run, yes. yes. Run is the uh, If it gets a point, you will hear this sound. Meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Yep. Could you explain, please? Just for, well, for other people, not for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I would need to, but I mean, in the interest of filling time, um, uh, I thought it would be really nice to get – well, nice is an interesting word to use. I wanted to find the original safety spiel for – the ride itself because they had the guy that was like talking about it's the Malaboomer. Like it's Cal. It's like, the, it was the California voice guy. California and voice, yeah. yeah, the California voice guy, which is really irritating. And I love him. I can listen to him forever. Um, and then all I could find was the new recording of the new Ranger, which is the cartoon Ranger guy from all those uh, Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. And, it was a really bad recording. And then I thought, Hey, I'm going to find more recordings of this dude. And I found something great. And then at the end of the clip was that. Okay. <laughs> <And> I just, <laughs> that's how we got there. 
As a reminder, meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at 3 <laughs> 30. Yes. It's just uh, that was a local commercial for like a kid's show. Okay. Uh, well, for the interest uh, of the research I did, it is confirmed that the uh, Tom Sawyer's Island is in fact annexed in the state of Missouri. Jimmy, if you want, could you just like throw in random Rivers of America facts like throughout? 100% I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Um, this is a new ride system for the Disney parks. Like this river, river rapids rides are kind of like people love them or hate them. I'm curious mm-hmm. how you both feel about that. Yeah, I I don't like getting wet in theme parks, mm-hmm. and these are designed specifically to make you get wet. Uh, I don't know if you can they can adjust the height or the the slope of the drop. I'm not sure. Hopefully, one of you will confirm that. But it's designed to get you wet. I don't really like that. So if I'm going to do this, I'm wearing a poncho. Yeah, I also hate getting wet, but I love rapids rides, and I'm I'm convinced, and it's been confirmed by several different friends. I'm usually the person who sits in the magic seat that gets mm-hmm. the most wet. Um. And I agree, ponchos are fantastic. Don't be too proud to wear a poncho. And the best part about the poncho is everyone on the ride will look at you and judge you. Old and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's like when you uh, rent an electronic convenience vehicle when you're Which perfectly we also healthy. do. Yep. That is true. Hmm. And we get all the judgment. Not as much in Florida. More jealousy in Florida. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get one of those? Because I've been on my feet for 48 thousand steps i want yeah one. very true i am too proud to wear a poncho and i just generally don't like getting wet in, in theme parks um mm. yeah yeah what yeah. If, but not, not even congo rapids at six flag, six flags great adventure um i've never been to such a place okay. but uh, there was a similar oh, i can't remember what the name of the the river rapids wise ride was at um six flags great america in illinois but I rode that a fair amount back in the day because it was pretty much go up, turn around, and then drop down. It there was, you know, it's the standard Six Flags. Like there's there's no theming. Just mm-hmm. just get them wet, right? Oh, yeah, that that one's Roaring Rapids, which is this. It's the same name as the one at uh, Magic Mountain. Great, yeah. Now Great. we know. Okay, it's <laughs> really valuable information. Thank you, Dan. But we're here to talk about Disney theme parks. So okay, uh, <laughs> what? I'm confused Sorry. now. I thought I thought this was the Six Flags show. <laughs> that's what that's actually what a Six Flags show would be called is the Six Flags. The show. Six Flags show. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the Six Flags show. <laughs> Today we're here to talk about Blizzard River in <laughs> Six Flags of England. We're gonna talk about Ridge Rapids at Six Flags America. Here's the Batman ride. Thirty <laughs> seconds or thirty-five seconds long. Maybe <laughs> Dunge. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get started with Collie River Rapids. And because this is an attraction, I will let Eric start with his opening statement. Take All right. On. I am ready to do so. And here we go. Collie River Rapids is the premier River Rapids ride among American Disney parks. Mm. Manufactured for Disney by Intamin, which is Intamin. International Amusement Installations. You get You get oh. that? Do I have to... Do all the, good. the capital letters. Um, it opened in Disney's Animal Kingdom in 1999. The same ride manufacturer, spoilers, uh, created Grandpa Pete's Rocky Ramps over in um, Disney Cooltown Vacay. 
which uh, and D- Grizzly River Run in in that other park. Dan, Dan will get there. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Dan will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, we haven't. We, have we? Have we recorded the Disneyland podcast? Who knows? Right. We're yeah, at a time. Probably. Everyone, we're at a time warp right now. Like we're yeah. trying. We're trying to backlog some shows, and the world's falling apart. So just bear yeah. with us. <laughs> uh grandpa please rocky ramps everybody <laughs> is this similar to grizzly run from darien lake mm. also built by intamin in 1989 they're probably surprisingly similar well i know i know that i know they also did aqua ride at sea paradise in japan mm. that's intamin yeah mm-hmm. that's some anyway, research go ahead, Eric. they also make delicious uh cakes oh. no that's intamin oh I prefer the don't the d- powdered donuts. Ooh, the chocolate all the way. <laughs> so Dan Dan will get to the uh, the chocolate donuts very soon. Yeah, um, just because the, I mean. So let's let we're, we're clear here. There's there's some stock ride elements in this ride. Okay, but every ride we build comes with a free box of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> stock elements. Um, all right go ahead sorry but there's a lot there's a lot of theming that disney puts into this on top of the stock ride elements so uh you know just letting you know this attraction was built with meticulous detail uh by the inimitable imagineer himself joe roadie yeah of course Um, it's animal kingdom it's got to be roadie Exactly, exactly. So set in the Asia region of the park, you float through the lush jungles of Anandapur, a fictitious, a fictitious southeastern Asian kingdom. Here you become embroiled in the conflict between man and nature. The ride's story claims that you are tourists, uh, which is an interesting concept, um, embarking on a pleasant botanical tour down the Chakranadi River. Uh, you and your fellow ecotourists find out that you're there to sti- help stimulate the economy of local villages in a responsible and eco-friendly fashion. But as is so often the case with Disney rides, something goes wrong. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, there are logging crews nearby. They're approaching the river's banks. Could put you in danger. I don't know. We'll find out. Hmm. Um, the entrance signs warn you that you will definitely get wet on this ride, but some of your party may get soaked. In yes. the heat of the dense jungle in Disney World's hottest park, you may not dry off quickly, but you may enjoy the chance to be soaked by the rapids. Shark drop, sharp drops, and squirting elephants controlled by sadistic guests outside the ride. The Cali River Rapids are your family's source for fun, wetness, and a conversation conservationist parable. Well, and conversation is parable. Yes, yeah, you can have conversations about conservation afterward. That's right. Very well done. No uh, idea. Yeah. Uh, this this area of the park in Asia is you know Asia is so massive and you that encompasses India right and also Russia technically right right so uh, but it does a really good job at sort of homogenizing Asia I think um, I had a dear friend who I worked with and he had just moved his family from India to the United States and I took them down there as sort of initiation because that's what I do when I meet new people is taken to Disney world hmm. and they lit up in this area of the park because it just felt so familiar to them. And, you know, there's so many India or in India, there's so many different languages and some of those languages are obviously represented in this area of the park, but it just, it felt like home to them is what they said, which is really kind of neat that it was well uh, represented. And anyway, sidebar. So good. Um, Dan, 
Mm, yeah. Oh, show. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't have put me in charge of the soundboard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I do regret that a little bit. Um, so here's the background and the extensive history of uh, the Grizzly River Run. Disney was going to build a new park themed to California, and someone realized that they could approve upon Cali River Rapids. Also, they mm-hmm. wanted a raft ride, and this is a raft ride. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, it's kind of a bare – there's aspects of it that are kind of bare bones, but uh, like the queue – is not super i mean they make an effort but it's not they they originally themed it to a gold rush era uh sort of thing um but then i saw that if i can interrupt you yeah they originally themed it that way did it open that way or that was the original theme and then they changed it before opening I believe they opened it that way, and then they changed it uh, for the 2007 oh. to 2012 refurbishment. Uh, the queue itself was themed around extreme sports, which is, you know, California. Um, yeah. But you still, you know, there's still some of that old Gold Rush uh, stuff sprinkled throughout, you know, going up, going into the lift hill and everything. Um, it's, it's a raft ride. It's a good raft ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Cali has a story. This one kind of, I mean, we'll get to it. The ride itself, I don't think has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to argue that it is in fact a better ride. And okay. I believe that that is true. Okay. That's a reasonable statement. Yeah. I think we'll get to all the other things that I want to point out. Um, mm-hmm. But I will suggest to you that the Rivers of America in Walt Disney World no longer has <laughs> the, the the canoes. You can no longer raft a canoe. Really? At California, at uh, Disneyland, you can't. Disney World. Disney. Oh, World. Disney World. No okay. Longer. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And the keelboats are also gone. So can I get a and point to, for Disneyland? Because <laughs> you can't still go to the Meet the, the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at three thirty. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Uh, that's it nobody carved a chunk out of walt disney world's river (laughs) Uh, uh, um okay so moving on to the queue are you ready for the queue eric i am ready for the queue queue it up great oh Oh. (laughs) this is gonna be fun oh good (laughs) jimmy's coming alive everyone (laughs) all right uh, according to Joe Rohde, the Imagineer who created this attraction, mm-hmm. uh, the queue starts well outside the line area. As you walk through Asia toward the right entrance, you will see large temples with support structures surrounding them, suggesting the ancient structures are under restoration. Um, at various times of the day, gibbons and siamang are present in and around these structures, creating movement, noise, and a large crowd of spectators. A lot of people have, have hung, kind of hung out in this area. Um, to watch, basically watch the monkeys. They're they're swinging around. They're doing stuff and making noises. But um, Joe Rody considers this to be part of the queue experience, specifically for uh, the Kali River Rapids. Uh, right. He closely modeled these after temples he saw in the '90s when he was um, in Nepal. Although he admits by now they're probably fully restored. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pass this area, you head in toward the main queue area where you actually start in a line. 
guests wind through temples and shops, passing other statues and ruins, very similar to the the Q4 expedition Everest. Right. Uh, but but at various points in the queue, you hear um, animals in the distance, in the jungle, and you also hear far off chainsaws. Mm. Uh, televisions describe the mission of the Kali River expedition that you're about to experience, but. Further on through the attraction, as you start to hear these chainsaws, you hear radio transmissions that warn that loggers are close to the river. Oh, I thought it was Jason nobody... Voorhees. Hmm, no. No, unfortunately not. Okay. Didn't he yeah. just have a machete? I mean, I'm sure he had a chance. I don't know. I don't, I'm not allowed to watch scary Very movies. loud machete. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Electric <laughs> um, machete. <laughs> yeah, chainsaw machete. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I, I like the idea of you know Walt Disney's famous quote that – Disney World would never be complete or Disneyland would never be complete, I should say. So the fact that the actual Nepalese structures are probably restored, they still look like they're being restored at Disney World. I, I think that that works, right? Oh, yeah. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So as you get closer, you, you realize that nobody is really here other than the guests to hear this update. Uh, you see empty rooms where the, the Raiders are playing and you hear the loggers are getting close. In other points of the queue, you hear music from Nepal and Indonesia that Joe Rohde recorded himself on a trip in 1989. He recorded them himself or he recorded them of other people playing music. He, I, I would assume probably not himself, but he recorded the music in Indonesia okay. uh, while he was on a trip there in 1989. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, large pagoda at the end of the, the area, so it, the load area where, where you get onto the rafts, is based on a building in Bali called the Kurta Gosa. Um, murals on the ceiling depict Buddhist parables acted out using animals instead of people. Mm. Uh, the murals were hand-painted on panels by a Balinese painter. Uh, the original building was used as a court to make proclamations to the, uh, to the folks of the, the community, but here you will use it to embark and eventually disembark when you get to the other end in a large round 12-person raft. Okay. Do, do you have any – there's a lot of stuff in this queue. And oh, yeah. It feels like it evolves from, from place to place. Do you have anything about what each room represents and what it's doing and like hidden artifacts? Like I remember when we did the Expedition Everest episode, we talked about the queue and that you go from a temple to a travel office to a museum. Do you have anything on that? Um, no, I didn't get into the, those specific details other than a lot of the, the statues that are, are seen in the area, including some of those that are often the, you know, outside, basically outside of the queue area, kind of buried in the hills are actual, a lot of these structures and statues were, were created by these artisans in Indonesia where, hmm. um, Rhodey and the other Imagineers kind of hired this, this crew to make a lot of things for the Asia region of animal kingdom okay very nice um so we have a basic backstory we know that we're we're in this uh village we're presumably going through some ruins and and i remember there's some kind of an office and we hear warnings of these loggers and that kind of thing so we're kind of setting the scene this is our pre-show in a way right oh yeah definitely the the queue is an opportunity uh it's one of those really animal kingdom has done better at this than a lot of the other the parks where if you skip a lot of the queue and just go onto the ride as with a fast pass you're fine but if you go through the full queue you actually if you're paying attention can pick up hints about what is coming and get a little bit more of that richness and that's that's what they designed it for 
they didn't design it for the people to like skirt past the entire thing and run in and do the ride and you're done. They wanted to build that sense of, of tension and of story before you even got to the ride itself. Right. It's, a, it's interesting to me at, at animal adventure. Is that's what, that's what it's called. Right. And temporary kingdom. senior. Yeah. Animal kingdom. Thank you. Um, senior moment. Um, I was thinking about that and like, I, I don't want to like say this in an, I like Animal Kingdom. I like that they have the cues that are more intricate and tell a story, but I'm sitting here thinking about it and it's like, they're kind of different takes on the same sort of story, right? Like, like everything is sort of like, hey, here's this thing that we're studying and it's cool and here's all the everything you need to know about it. Here's the artifacts. But then there's these people and then someone's trying to ruin it in some way. Like it's poachers for the uh, for the safari. safari. Oh yeah, it's uh, the guy who uh, I want to say I, who I want to confuse with the brother from Arrested Development and Dinosaur. Um, yep. Tony Hale. and yeah, and then it's the Yeti at Everest. Interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like let's take a point away or anything. It's just no thought process. No. He doesn't have any points to be taken away. That's right. Um, Whoa. So not yet. Hold on. Um, I, so I get your point. There's a similar aesthetic to – because they're both in Asia. You get the aesthetic in um, the Everest ride in the queue. It's ruined temples. It's you know shrines. It's different things. And there's a story being told about this ominous creature where something goes wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, you go through the Kali River Rapids. It's a very detailed, intricate queue. We heard the story that Eric just shared. So yes, there is some continuity to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a little bit of formula, right? And I think that well, it's a it's a Disney formula, not a yeah, Disney Yeah, it's kind of a Disney formula. gold right there. Yeah, yeah I guess right. if, if you're going to do the something suddenly goes wrong trope and it's based on a real thing, you're kind of limited now, now that I think right. about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I think I think they do it well, and oh, totally, and I, yeah. I get your point, and just because uh, Grizzly River Run doesn't have anything like that, that you shouldn't point it out. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dan, go ahead and share the cue of Grizzly River Run. Okay, so you pass by a very whimsical large wooden bear, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got a boat. He's got a little kayak. Bears don't ride kayaks <laughs> silly bear he and he's oar? he's uh i think he does and he's does he so a, big and and he's got a vest because safety safe. first yeah, he thinks sure. he's people um <laughs> and then depending on how uh crowded the park is for that day and what time of day it is and what season um you just kind of go on the ride <laughs> or if you're lucky, you get to experience the queue. It's been uh, compared to the Roman Rapids queue at uh, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I think. And uh, you just, you, you go under a sign that says the name of the ride which is Grizzly River Run, Mm -hmm. and you go into a couple switchbacks. Now, while you're on these switchbacks, you get to soak in the ambient sound of a world-renowned theme park. Um, 
You get to see uh, the people riding the ride. You get to see people get on the ride. You get to see people get off the ride. And then when the time is I'm going to stop you, Dan. You get to ride I wanna, the ride. Yeah, I want to stop you because I, I, I believe what you're referring to is it feels more like Congo River Rapids from Bush Gardens, Tampa. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's that's true. Some Not have to be confused with Congo River Rapids from Alton Towers in the United Kingdom. Right, right. Well, some have compared uh, Kali River Rapids also to Smoky Mountain River Rampage at Dollywood. Mm, mm-hmm. Which is no longer there. Oh, I yeah, I right. I got that uh, alert. Um, so it is, is it? I don't know. What's your, it called again? From your Dollywood. What? Yeah, my. <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, it's smoke. It's Smoky Mountain River Rampage, and I just got a text from the. <laughs> The moderator oh, of okay. that group said saying it is in fact still open. It is still there. You're yeah. Right. Um so uh so yeah, it was uh it it's themed to extreme sports and uh it's I guess you can kind of tell that, I suppose. And there's uh, some homages, homages and the yes. men. Uh oh, specifically yes. for uh Redwood Creek and Sacramento River. Mm-hmm. Um Elements that evoke the golden age of national parks are placed around the entrance. Um, basically, it's we could just give the point to Colin River Rapids for the queue. Well, listen, what I, I want to have a conversation. Yes, I want to have a conversation though because there's something about the queue of that ride. You can see the uh-huh. ride. Yes, you can kind of get yes. you're you're immersed into the ride. So you you see the yeah. the things you see the the, the rafts. And right. the, the landscape and the waterfalls and right. it, it really feels like you're in this national park. Totally. And I just want to be whatever. clear that this is the only place that I'm, you know, going to be pulling this version of me on this. Because I just don't, I really can't, if I'm going to be talking about the queue, it's kind of like what we were saying about uh, the Tiki Room at Disney World versus Disneyland. Like, I don't think anyone is, is in good faith going to say, like, no, Disney World is so much better. Right. Like, th- this is just, I really do. Th- and and there's all sorts of stuff that I think are fantastic about the ride and what you're saying about the landscape and everything. That's all 100% true. It's one of my favorite rides, honestly, and it's one of my favorite areas in that park. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but the queue's just kind of here here's a ride have fun you know yeah i agree with you so uh, but i do want to acknowledge the fact that right. it is a beautiful part of the park it's one oh, of absolutely. my favorite parts of the park but i want to say that with Kali river rapids i almost like the fact that i can't see any part of the ride unless i really try um mm-hmm. that that it's it's a full mystery and you're going into this thing you get deeper and deeper into the queue and it becomes more and more mysterious and then you experience the ride um for that for that reason there you go mm-hmm. okay right. so we've done the queue we've done the opening statement let's get into the ride itself guests board rafts with names like the sherpa surfer the manaslu slammer Kafman Doozy, huh? Mm-hmm. Himalayan Hummer and Bakhtapur Bubbler. We'll yeah. get into what a Himalayan Hummer means later, but for now, how many of these boats are there? Uh total, I uh don't know. Twenty. Um oh, and good. all of oh, them great. have <laughs> <laughs> all of them have a different unique name. I really enjoy that. <laughs> 
It's a lot of detail. Somebody had to sit there and come up with 20 different names for these rafts. 20, 20 different puns based on yeah. India well, I know and they, Nepal. I, I know they intended to do that for fjord rafting at Europa Park, but they just didn't <laughs> ever get around to that. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, okay. So go ahead. Continue, please. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. So the initial lift hill rises 90 feet. And passes through a jungle filled with mists scented of jasmine and ginger. Dan, does does your does yours have have scented mists on the incline where you go through you know a, a mining camp? I don't know. Does yours have two drops? Ooh! Oh, save it for the ring, boys! <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh my! So, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get back to it, but I, I do think this is a significant feature. The sense of smell and what it, what it, the olfactory senses is the most is the strongest sense. Like if you smell something, it takes you back to exactly where you were when, right? So introducing the olfactory elements is really powerful. And I'm I'm not going to acknowledge a point right now, but I want you to continue. Okay, great. Uh, so as you get toward the top of this lift. You pass a large stone tiger carving at the top, start a leisurely ride past geysers while whilst being serenaded by animal and bird calls. Uh, so as you start to round a few bends, the waters start to get rougher. You smell the smoke um, of, of industry invading the forests. You soon see charred logs and stumps and a truck fully loaded with logs struggling to get out of mud. Uh, more devastation surrounds the river, including a log bridge overhead that smolders while the, pass- the raft passes underneath. Things start to get tense as your raft plunges down a 30-foot ramp into the rapids. Water splashes, people scream, you escape the desolate landscape into a cave, where more water drips down onto you and your party. The raft eventually emerge- emerges into daylight, where carved elephants line the river on both sides. These elephants fire water from their trunks at the passersby, controlled by kind and loving individuals on a bridge above who seem to understand that someday soon they will be in the same position. Uh, <laughs> guests soon come to understand why the river is called the Chakranadi, which is Sanskrit for river that flows in a circle. The rafts reach right. the same pagoda from which you departed five minutes ago. And <laughs> as you disembark, try to try your best to look like you learned a deep lesson about uh, conservation on your journey, just to impress the guests in line. Everybody else will be wet and laughing about it. So you need to look really deep. Totally. To this off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get into that after Dan does his part. I want to get into the conservation, feeling like guilty after this ride. But I really like to acknowledge Chakranadi uh, <laughs> means a river that flows in a circle. Is that what you said? It's kind of on the nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I like that. I think that's really clever. Okay. It's, you know, it sounds you know, like, I don't know, it, it sounds authentic, but it, it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, if if we really, I'm not looking for extra points on this. I'm just pointing out that there's a lot of a lot of that that happens in here. the The names of rafts are all not just named; they're they're not just vaguely, you know, Nepalese or you know, Indonesian sort of names. Like they're named after mountains, they're Mm -hmm. named after regions, um, heritage sites in Nepal. So they 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 put a lot of work into the the naming of this ride. It feels like anything Joe Rody gets his hands on is going to have yeah, a story, pretty much right. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of gross the amount of detail that he 
<laughs> he understands and puts into it. You're like, right. really? You thought that hard? This is the name of a raft. Exactly. This, yeah, is, totally. this isn't the Jungle Cruise here. Yeah, which all have different names. Right. Um, so, all right, cool. So we, we'll, we'll come back to a couple of points I wrote down just if it's necessary for comparison purposes. But let's get back to Grizzly River Run. Tell us about the ride, Dan. Well, if you like uh, clever names for things, then I would direct you in the direction of Snowy River Rampage at Wonderland Sydney, by the way. Um, so the, the ride itself. But also built by the donut company? Uh, yes. Also, yes. Um, okay. Uh, so Based on the, uh, the, the, little, the little coffee cakes with the, the crumbles of, of cinnamon sugar on top? Yes. They're yeah. angry no and they're going to have their revenge. Um, so you, you leave the loading station and the, uh, the ranger reminds you to pull on those yellow straps that are really going to be going the way of the dodo soon. Um, Oh my God. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you may as well just tongue kiss the person like before you, if, if (laughs) if you're going to pull on that thing, uh, which you might, I mean, maybe that'll be a new uh, feature anyway. Uh, so you go into a a building that is for the Eureka gold company. Um, and you're going up, a you start by going up a wooden conveyor that runs under leaking pipes. It's 50 feet, um, because that's a reasonable size. Uh, Uh I think, you know, any bigger would be. Uh, so irresponsible. The, and, let's talk yes. about the that you go into the mine. So that's a callback to the original concept of the right. mining town thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. leaking pipes. What's that? Yeah, there's leaking pipes that get you wet. I mean, because it's a water ride, so why not have? But it's intentional. It's like it's intentional. Yeah, 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 no, it's not like oh, it's, Yeah, no. no, it's not like it's it's Pressler negligence, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's do it the way Pressler. Let's make Pressler proud. Um, <laughs> so and in the building they pump in and ambient noises of machinery and creaks uh pumped in as though it were a vanilla scent on main street um Whoa, they pump in hmm? they pump in smells no i it was there's noises that they pump in oh got it like oh. I was, phew, phew i thought i was gonna lose a point it's right? a joke that failed um so and as you all as as you know i'm a big fan of mindat.org um so i saw on there uh, about the eureka mining company the old eureka mine is located within the town of sutter creek in the famous motherlode gold belt of western amador county uh, Central Eureka Mine adjoins the old Eureka to the south, and the Wildman, Mahoney, and Lincoln Consolidated Mine lie to the north. While the mine is technically in the smaller Sutter Creek District, the uniform nature of gold mineralization with neighboring districts has caused some authors to consolidate the smaller neighboring districts into a single Jackson-Plymouth dis- District. The Jackson-Plymouth District was the most productive district of the mother load belt with an estimated total production of about $180 million. So... <laughs> well, this, this is very much... <laughs> This is very much like Entenmann's. Um, cons- people really don't realize they have many more snack pies than just one. They've got apple. They've got cherry. They've mm-hmm. got raspberry. I'd like to thank this week's sponsor. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to differentiate between the different flavors of snack pies. Right. Just like, you know, some yeah. people would yeah, think just, that. Just like rivers. Right. Just like some people would think that the uh, – uh, Rumba Rapids at Thorpe Park and Storm Surge at Thorpe Park are just the same ride because they're at the same park, but they're completely different. Vastly, vastly, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, so I just wanted to mention that because the Eureka Mining Company is an actual, it is an actual piece of California history. And it's, it's not just Eureka because people say Eureka. It's, it's pulling from history. Um, so then you are do- dropped into the water and you go through a cave, uh, where vague bear sounds could be heard, but it could be wind, but it also mostly sounds like a bear and it's terrifying and it's good sound design. And that thing is truly horrifying at night. Um, and mm. you, from there, you go into rapids that are a lot, uh, more choppy and, um, rough than at, uh, Cali Rapids and mm. you've passed, you pass across the final drop, turn a corner and encounter, hello, surprise, a surprise first drop. And then you go down that first drop of two, um, into another cave. I think there should have been something scary in it, but we'll get to it. Uh, and then you bump against a log jam, which is also a horrifying experience because the log jam is just, it's just a bunch of logs kind of piled together and it, it feels and looks as though you're going to just break it and fall through. It also acts as a waterfall for the area called frog jump falls. And then more rapids. Then you get to the final drop. It's 21 feet. It spins. It's better. I win. And then you go, and then you're, uh, going through the really, really lovely landscape and some really great fake rock work that we were talking about. Yes, quite. Uh, where geysers uh, spew at you in either direction. One of the geysers is, in fact, in the rapid uh, flume itself, and it's completely random. So mm. that thing can you you can escape it, or it will just completely pulverize your uh, party with water in a fun, whimsical way that you enjoy because you are on a raft ride. Hmm. Well, I I need to say that in 1958, the sailing ship Columbia was introduced onto the rivers of America. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dan, yeah. when, when you're rounding those last bends, yeah. you have people watching you, creepy people watching you through mm-hmm. binoculars, right? Mounted yeah. on the uh, side of the, of the, 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 the course? The binoculars like barely work, but um, they are there. But potentially, they could be watching you. Can can these people fire water at you through elephants? Uh, no, because I feel like that is unbecoming of a Disney park. That is of a lesser park. That is a a. That's frankly, that's something that they would have done at um, uh, SeaWorld San Diego uh, for uh, shipwreck rapids. Okay, so. <laughs> All of this is 100% subjective, right? This is everybody's opinion. So in the spirit of objectivity, I'm going to leave my personal opinion out of it um, for now. The the ride of Kali River Rapids is an enjoyable ride. I don't know that I would argue that it's a rapids ride. I would argue that it is an interesting story and it's an exploration and sort of a lesson in what we're doing to our earth and how deforestation is devastating. Uh, they had fire effects on that ride, and it's sort of just before the the final quote unquote drop, and that those have been done away with. But this, the, the factory part is is neat, and I think it's really cool. Uh, but as a ride, it's short. Like I'm I'm four and a half, maybe five minutes, right? 
Oh, so yeah. it doesn't feel like there's a huge payoff. The Grizzly River Run, on the other hand, is a more of a complete experience, despite the fact that its queue isn't as thought out. It's still beautiful, mm-hmm. but there's not as much of a story. But the experience, I'm going on a rapids ride. I want to go on a rapids ride, right? I don't need to feel guilty at the end, despite the the fact that it's a good <laughs> lesson and certainly something we should all be considerate of. Uh, but as a rapids ride, um, I'm going to have to go with the raging rapids from Six Flags Great America. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grizzly River Run gets the point. Meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at three thirty. To go back to the uh, geyser versus elephants thing, I really do think that the random nature it just feel that that feels more like a Disney park to me than hey kid, put a couple quarters in and you know squirt some people with <laughs> elephants. I don't. Does think it cost money? I've never done no, that. It doesn't. But, oh, it doesn't. Um, okay. No, it's free. So this is where I'm going to get into personal because I, I don't think I'm going to reward or detract a point from any one of these. I hate getting wet, and it just. I just finished this twenty to twenty to thirty foot drop, which we'll get into. I I either made it out or I'm soaked. I just don't add insult to injury. Some random nine year old who's squirting me with elephant nose juice. I don't. It's just like no, no. <laughs> yeah, take that guy. I'll never yeah. see again. Well, exactly. and I think also I think also the elephants that it 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 introduces this possibility of it being that like this eight year old is like out to get you. So it's like mm-hmm. it you have like you see the potentially see the face of, you know, your attacker, which is <laughs> which is so when you less, meet later at Yak and Yeti, you're yeah, yeah. like you <laughs> <laughs> or worst case, if it's a teenager, I'm already scared of them as it is. Yeah, <laughs> wow. right. So, so put you on Insta, too. And mm-hmm. yeah, take you down a peg. Right. Yeah. So, you you know, you could say, you know, I thought I was going to get as wet as I did at Thunder Canyon at Silverwood theme park, Silverwood theme park. <laughs> but instead, I got as wet as I got on Renegade Rapids at Six Flags America. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have shared more with Eric. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, you know what I could go for right now is uh, is Nentiman's Minis Fudge Iced Golden Cake mm-hmm. to, to take the sting out of that point loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Eric's playing a similar version of the I same game. <laughs> well done. Well played, Eric. Uh, for those of you listening at home, um, Eric is going to now give us some more detail about this attraction. As you exit, do we have any land impact? Do we have anything else we want to Ooh, does it have a gift shop? Ooh, good question. (laughs) Hmm. Boy, howdy. It does not. Um, What? Oh. Okay, so it doesn't have a gift shop. Uh, Grizzly River Rapids does, but you don't exit through the gift shop. Is that correct? You walk by it. Yeah. You walk walk by it, and it's (laughs) – I got to say, in some ways, it's refreshing in terms of a Disneyland ride because rather than exiting through the gift shop – you're kind of next to it, and mm-hmm. I almost, I almost want to applaud them for not having like a sign spinner out <laughs> outside, going like, "Hey, <laughs> come on in, your pins stop. trade your pins, kids, trade your wet pins." Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so let's get into it a little bit more. Um, 
right now, just for the record, we have two points each, and I just kind of want to go through some more, have a conversation about the rest, lockers, drying yourself off, the how do we ride this ride, what are the best practices, that kind of thing. So, but mm-hmm. before we do that, Eric, let's talk about the the rest of the experience. Okay. Uh, the rest of the experience. So yes, you're not you're not passing through a gift shop unless you intend to buy a um, a monkey uh, from a live monkey from the queue area. Yes, a live can monkey. I? I don't think you can buy them. Oh. But I mean, maybe that would have been a point. Maybe Rody. if you're one of Anandapur's like royal elite, maybe you could. I don't know. It's like exiting test track, and can you buy one of those cars? That would be. <laughs> Same idea. You're like, hey, if guys, you can buy I a actually monkey? buy that? They're like, wait, nobody's ever asked that before. If there was a monkey showroom at the end. <laughs> right. But, okay. So what I realize that Disney is not in this business, but like there's got to be a price, right? Like if someone. To, to buy to buy a gibbon. Okay. So let's yeah. say like Johnny Depp, someone who, you know, before before he was the way he is now like mm-hmm. someone of that caliber or like the mandalorian himself is mm-hmm. like mando mando it's like hey give me the monkey how much do you want for the monkey like that's a, at least a conversation right <laughs> there's, like the, there's probably somebody standing nearby in case any celebrities pass by you're right hiding in the jungle you start looking around and they, they realize you have the cash to flash. Yeah. You probably just emerge out of the jungle and say, so you want to buy a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, I bet there's probably a price for the wooden bear out front of the Grizzly River. Run. Oh, if there's got to be. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like like at the exit of Maelstrom slash uh, Frozen Ever After, there's yeah. a giant. You can buy that troll. troll. Yeah. You can yeah. buy that. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, you sh- you should be able to buy the giant bear, and they just replace it. Okay, so we're gonna start a Kickstarter. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna how much for that monkey? We're gonna buy Help the Supreme the Resort to buy that monkey <laughs> or gonna, that bear. No, we're gonna buy the giant bear, and we're gonna buy a monkey, and they're gonna become friends, and then. <laughs> We'll start we're, a podcast. Gonna, we're gonna deliver it to Earzob headquarters and just let Jason deal with it. <laughs> yes. Bye. This is, this is the plan. <laughs> yep. And the giant troll. <laughs> yes. Monkey's gotta make two friends. Yep. Right. <laughs> They're both similar sized. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, so Eric, keep going. <sighs> Um, yeah, <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the Asia region of the park. Um, it's it's designed to look like a blend of Nepal, Indonesia, Cambodia, India, Thailand, a lot of southeastern regions in Asia. Uh, they put in a lot of detail, but they didn't want it to be an amalgamation of everything. They wanted it to transcend any one specific region. Um, yep. So it's not just Asia land. Right. Um, so... Uh, Anandapur feels like it could be a real place. You mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned people visiting and actually feeling immersed in it, which is which is pretty amazing. That's that's a difficult feat to pull off. Right. Uh, Joe Rody mentioned on his uh, Instagram feed a couple of months ago. He was going through this whole series about uh, about the Asia region and about each of the attractions. And there, spoiler alert: I got some stuff from his Instagram feed. Mm. Um, nice. Follow Joe Rody; it's really interesting. 
I will. Uh, but uh, he he mentioned that one of one of the the sculptors that he that they hired in in Bali came to America and was taking pictures with his children in front of in front of areas around the Asia portion of Animal Kingdom and sending pictures to Joe just texting him pictures like hey look where we are and Joe's like why are you sending me pictures of your home oh wow so Joe was faked out by his own his own de- you know designs because this guy was so excited to be there in this place that's cool it's a very nice anecdote i don't know how it necessarily relates to the ride or the impact but it's fun okay it is okay absolutely no 100% all right. that's i'm all yeah. about oh, that oh yeah yeah it's like almost- you mentioned before it's almost as fun as Dr. Geyser's remarkable raft ride in Storyland. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> remarkable. Um, remarkable. So, so a, yeah. Yeah. As as Jimmy mentioned, it, you don't see the ride itself. So when you're when you're in this Anandapur region, you're not seeing a bunch of people floating down a raft and getting splashed with water. You do see people coming out of the attraction soaked. They're having, you know, you, you can see they had fun. They had a good time. They're walking not through a gift shop. They're just walking into an area where, I mean, yeah, you can get, you know, food and drinks nearby, but it's, it, it, you don't know necessarily why they're wet. You want to find out kind of where. So as from a park standpoint, you want to understand where this water ride is. You want to go on the water ride because it is mm-hmm. the hottest park on earth. Right. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> It's true. And in the bathrooms at the exit of the attraction, I've been to India several times and I have to tell you, <laughs> I was transported despite the fact that uh, I didn't have to go to the bathroom in a hole in the floor. In a hole. It just, it <laughs> felt very, very authentic. The music, the smells, it's, it was really neat. Uh, again, unrelated to the ride, I just wanted to point that out. It's interesting, interesting. When, you, when you say that about the ride, because and, and I'm just going off my memory here and like, I think I watched a ride through video where seven to prepare for this but my memory of this ride is that you can absolutely see aspects of the park while you're riding the ride though Mm -hmm. but i could be remembering it wrong i don't think so i mean other than jungle i i don't i don't know that you're seeing expedition Uh, well maybe at the top no it's pretty well disguised with like there's walkways and stuff like i know i know you go like under a bridge like an actual like footbridge yeah, and I think that's at the end when people are spraying you. Mm, yeah, that part of the exit queue bridge. right there. Yeah, that's the yeah. exit bridge. It could be, and this isn't this isn't me doing that thing. It, well, you know what? Yeah, it it could be combined with uh, Calico River Rapids at mm-hmm. uh, Knott's Berry Farm because I know that fun. one is very much like just kind of there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, okay. That's probably what you're thinking of. So, but Dan, on, <laughs> on the contrary, and if Eric's finished, do you want to mm-hmm. kind of talk about the land and impact and things? Right. Well, this is, I think, another place where this ride really um, shines. It ties in with the Redwood area just right across the way um, uh, thematically. And it serves, here's another thing, serves as the park's landmark. Point for that, maybe? Yeah, I was waiting for you to get to that, and and I do acknowledge that that is in fact the landmark of the park with and a point as the as the landmark. <laughs> Meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday um, at three thirty. The, the Sun Sphere when you walk in, it's not there anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of that so, thing. But can you still see because of the growth over the years? Can yeah. you still see the peak? Uh, you mean from the ride? 
No, I'm talking about just like as you walk into the park, can you still see the Grizzly Peak with, um, with the growth of the trees? I feel I, like it's really been under... Just going off of memory here, I think what you got to kind of get into the park a little bit to see it. But I mean, it's it's actually like the corporate landmark of the, right. it's like the of symbol the of the park, you know? Yeah, no, I know that. And I acknowledge yeah. it. And you know how much I love corporate branding. So, of course. Um, and it's it's just visually a very striking presence, the, the structure itself. It has a lot of open space around it, which, uh, and the ride adds to the land rather than just kind of existing in it. It's a, it's a part of the scenery as you are, as you go through the area, but yet you can't see the entire ride. You just can see that like, here's, you know, this is, this is part of the landscape and here's people, you know, getting shot at by geysers and stuff. Um, and Grizzly, Grizzly Peak is so awesome that it exists in its own themed area because Grizzly Peak Airfield was renamed because they knew that this episode would happen. And um, (laughs) Grizzly Peak itself is 110 feet tall. And uh, according to Disney Imagineering, no one is quite sure when the first people arrived at Grizzly Peak. However, petroglyphs and rock paintings throughout the area suggest that these people believed that all living creatures were kin to humankind. It didn't matter if you were four-legged or two-legged. Everyone walked as brothers to teach each other uh, lessons and offer guidance on their journeys. There was How one much brother anim- bear is referenced in this land. One, one brother okay. bear. Okay. One okay. one measurement of bro- of brother bear. Uh, what? It's not like this ride. It's not only on this one ride. brother bear reference. Shame on you. Have you seen? I, I was that prepared movie? to start arguing, but hey, I got a point. <laughs> You didn't really. It was a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you're fine. You know how I feel about Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very true. There was one animal that they had that they held in particular esteem, the grizzly bear. Actually, I think that it shows a lot of restraint that they didn't make a tie-in directly to Brother Bear here. Agreed. Um, these early people believed that the territory all around them reflected the bear's personality, the mighty granite peaks, the tall, proud trees, and the roaring waterfalls. Now, the bear himself, herself, himself, I think, uh, is itself. named... Huh? Itself. Okay. Wow, it's, Dan. Uh, sorry. Um, if you want to uh, email any... <laughs> you have any complaints it's uh jimmy at ears uh, podcast <laughs> uh, leave out the hyphen please yeah according so uh the bear is usumate and according to legend long ago a coyote met a grizzly bear on top of the mountain because the grizzly was such a powerful creature the coyote asked him to watch over and protect the land one day people came upon the mountain and tried to chase the grizzly bear down despite this charge the bear held his it's his it says his ground okay. uh, i mean it says in my brain uh when the coyote saw that the bear was alone against the surrounding people he turned the grizzly into stone so that he could never be driven away this is a good oh, thing in the story. Uh, to this day, people claim they can hear the bear's spirit in the wind when traveling through the caverns of Grizzly Peak, just like I mentioned in the ride where you go through the scary cave. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a hidden there somewhere. I like. <laughs> P.S. Uh, I love the backstory. I like the history. I like that there's something there. And quite frankly, I can feel it. I can feel it in the structure mm-hmm. and the form of the grizzly bear that looks like a wolf. Um, 
or a coyote. Maybe that's what it is. It's Ooh. a it's a it's a ba- a biote biote. It's a biote. That's why. It, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, so that story and all of that. Meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday and the at three thirty. Factory immersion of Kali River Rapids. Okay. Okay. So um, I was I was saving it, but uh, mm-hmm. good. So it sounds like we've kind of covered everything. We've we've talked about just you know general ride stuff. Cue the ride itself, the area uh, impact. I just gotta point out there's something. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess the ride already got a point in general, but that spinning yes. drop that is that's a new thing. Do we, can we get a point does, for a spin, spinning drop, or does I that just fall into the ride itself? Have a spinning drop. I don't think they do. Do they, Eric? I'm pretty sure, but I, I may I, be wrong. I mean, the the raft has been spinning. I don't know if it's a specific spinning drop. I don't know okay. if that's a mechanism that makes it spin. Okay. Well, you're going I mean, around corners. I mean, you're turning. Well, well my point, I, I don't point is at the but end. What's your mechanism? Yeah. In the big drop, there's a little arm that that sits there, and as you pass the arm, it spins the raft. I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that's true in both. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah. If it's true in both, then great. I think that's actually a great element for a raft ride because. Oh yeah. yeah then definitely. you know you never know who's gonna get the the mother load, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's true. It's a little random. I believe they both do, but I will say because of the two drops. Mm-hmm. Ooh, meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at three thirty. So that's a Victoria Alberts and Grand Floridian more restaurants, right? Kind of right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, so Dan, can I can I bring yeah. up something that you haven't mentioned yet? And I I feel like you're not heading there, and I feel like you should. Okay, I feel like you should acknowledge this. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I mean you're you're you've you've had one recent trip to the parks in 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 my memory now in in, in August of 2020. Um, my memory is telling me that you've only been to the parks once recently. Uh, as of um, this recording, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps you don't recall the the events of 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 a year. <laughs> Was it 2019 or 2018? I don't know. Uh, the the very large um, family uh, drying rack yes. side oh. of Grizzly I, River. Run. Right, I completely. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I'm glad I did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting uh, tricked. No, no, no. I, I want you to. I want you to address this. Is this a great opportunity to bring money in for Disney while allowing families to stand in a smelly um, booth, getting <laughs> blasted with air? Well, I mean, is that? I mean, that do, do they? I mean, look, four families that like to stand around in smelly heaters together. This is an option for them. And well, not anymore because there's not going to be any more blowing air anywhere um, <laughs> no, in the park. No one can did, blow air anymore. That's right. No breathing. Did you – that's a pay thing, right? You had to pay to stand in this thing to get blown. Yeah, it was a, it was a couple dollars to to stand in there and, and – I'm not going to go there, but it's a good price. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? Nothing. Okay. Uh, let's um, talk about lockers real quick. Right. Okay. Um, so lockers at Grizzly River Run are free for two hours. Yeah. Meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at 3.30. I know that I'm going to get wet on this ride and, you know, get wet at your own peril, right? Yeah. But yeah. 
they know it too. And I have valuables, but is there a contraption inside of the raft that I can put my stuff in so that it doesn't get wet and I don't have to pay for it? At either. Cali? Yeah, either. Mm, nah, no. But they do have the lockers, which are free for up to two hours. Eric, come through for yourself. Mm, interesting. I mostly just bribe um, a bartender at the Yak and Yeti to hold on to my backpack for a bit. Mm. Mm. So that costs it, money. It, it, the lockers cost money, and it feels to me like that's a little bit of a cash grab. Hashtag TSR. Scraping the vault. Podcast about. Listen to episode 36 out this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, I believe there is a contraption in Grand, excuse me, in the Kali River Rapids in the center of the raft where you can put your valuables so you don't have to pay for a locker. And I hesitate. But your stuff is bumping up against other people's dirty stuff. No, it's they're all in individual compartments. But this will be a past show correction because I saw it today and I don't remember what it was, uh, which one it was. So, huh? I know it's not. I know it's not California. Um, so we also have, we kind of just touched on this, the Grizzly Peak Recreation Area, mm-hmm. which is, I, I realize that I sound sarcastic when I don't intend to, and this is going to be one of those times. It's a really lovely area. Um, and people who are not ex or current smokers probably aren't aware that this exists because it used to be the smoking area. Sure um, yep. Yeah. And it's. You it, you go under the uh, the lift of the ride itself, and you get mm-hmm. to go into like the heart of the of the the area because it is it's the a national bit, park, right? It's it, and there's you get to go and see the geysers. There's parts of it that feels like it, you're you're actually in real nature for some to some it extent, right. and then and and at night that area is absolutely lovely. It's all misty and foggy and lit Lights. up all. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gorgeous. And you get to see people get plunged to their wet doom, you know, on the second of two drops. And, and this uh, is where I think that the exposure to the guest of the ride actually benefits the ride. Right. Yeah. I've walked through that area before, like mm-hmm. at in the middle of winter at like 10 p.m. And it's just so lovely. That I'm just yes. like, you know what? I'm, I think I want to ride this thing. Yeah, and it it's is more pretty great. At night. Well, I, I will admit I love walking through that area at night, but where is the heavy handed conservation message? <laughs> Nowhere. Ooh, that's <laughs> tough. <laughs> I, so I don't want to argue against the message itself. It's a good right. message. 100%. But I feel like having it on this ride ends up hindering its function as being a better ride because on grizzly river run they're not there's there's barely a there's if there's a story it's paper thin and it's Mm -hmm. just you're you just go and it's it's the the rapids are fast you're you're moving there's it's you're going very very quickly through this rapids ride and it's (laughs) it's intense it's everything that river rafting like I, I, it's everything that I imagine it to be if I wasn't too, you know, scared to actually do the real thing. Um, no, you're right. It, it does, it, it mimics the r- rapid river experience much better. And it I think, does I, the I, I think it does better. 
Yeah. And I think it does so better than it, any rapids ride that I've been on. I mean, even Crocodile Gorge at Rotonga Junk, Junction. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So you bring up a good point, Dan. And I, I must say, I again went into this not really having a preference. But as you point these things out, at first I'm thinking, well, I, I can't see this mysterious Cali River ride. I can't see it. I don't even know it's there. It's even in the land. You kind of have to go back and find it. It's not just in your face, which on its surface, I really preferred going into this. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I still do from an experience. If the experience was doing what it's supposed to do in a better way, I think that it would get another point. But now that you're pointing out the, the, the experience of the ride and then the after experience and different parts of the day and, and what it does to the land... Whereas Cali River Rapids doesn't do anything for the land because you can't see it. It's not mm -hmm. a part of the land as far as I'm concerned. You know, you can't, you know, it's just not a part of the land. Whereas Grizzly River Run is basically the land and everything around it supports and buttresses what it's trying to do, which is yeah, California I'll adventure. I'll admit that uh, the Cali River Rapids is informed upon by the land, but you're right. It right. does not inform upon the land itself because you don't see it you see some wet people walking out exactly yeah so that could add a level of mystery and i think we've given it acknowledgement for that but yeah just in the interest of this conversation i, th I think we're all aligned to the, the fact that as a total experience if we're comparing rapids rides which is what these are then i think grizzly river run does it better yeah i think and i think if it were which is the better which is which is the better theming which is which is the more tame, like what's the more safe version of a rapid ride that I can take grandma on, you yeah. know, then absolutely Cali river rapids is that sure. because partially because I think of the park that it's in, but right. yeah. in terms of or like, we're going to bump up the, the rapidsness of a rapids ride. I, I truly feel like they nailed it with grizzly river run. Yeah, I, I think also you could think about that with the gully washer from Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah, similar. Uh, the original name of Cali River Rapids was going to be Tiger River Run. Which is which why is there was a tiger at the top of the lift. I mean, they, so are you going to go more into the tigers thing? or No, please go ahead. Uh, so interesting – one of the original concepts of this was to butt up against the tiger habitat that you see um, on one of the walking tours in, yes. in Animal Kingdom. But um, they, they figured the ride was moving too fast to see any animals when you're on it. And uh, people's screams might upset the tigers. But can you imagine <laughs> going on this ride and going speeding past a tiger in a, in a, you know, in a glass case? Like, even if you're not speeding by, even if it's at the beginning where you're kind of going slowly or, or whatever, that would be really cool, I think. It would be it would be just as cool as swinging past on this ride a, a glass case filled with um, Entenmann's cheese danishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, equally and, thrilling. What an authentic experience. I yes. think I think part of the problem is they couldn't do that because everyone knows tigers really like rapids rides. And they would just be upset that they they can't go on it. And yeah. Danishes, which are on the other side of the oh, road. Oh, my God. That would just be utter poor chaos. product placement <laughs> for those poor animals. Yeah. But they, they really they're, – they're really, really serious about Svenhards and they're not really – they don't really care much for Intamins. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's famously true. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So it sounds like, um, so yeah, the Tiger River Run, which is interesting because, you know, ideas never die with Disney. They ended up doing Grizzly River Run. So borrowed from the original name of Collie River Rapids. Anything else, guys? Do you want to do some... Uh, some rapid fire or some some Jimmy grasp set straws. <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, I do want to point out that I think that so I remember the first time I rode Grizzly River Run, um, and the bear sound in that first tunnel was like truly terrifying, and to the point that I thought, "Oh, cool! This is going to be the whole thing for this ride." Is and this was like right after the park opened. I guess the the whole thing for this ride is that you're going to be going into these tunnels where like scary things can happen because with Disney tunnel sometimes means scary things can happen. Right. And I thought for sure that we were going to get a payoff of that roar at the beginning and all the wind and everything, but it just never goes anywhere. And if it did, if they had like a giant animatronic that works of some kind in like the last half, I feel like this ride would go from being very good to like, like you need to ride this. I don't care if you don't like getting wet, you're riding this because it's, it's good. Yeah. And they closed down the country bear jamboree. You think it would be a very easy crossover. Yeah. That's an ongoing controversy rumor. Cause I mean, I would love nothing more than to see that. But then I think at the same time, there's an argument that it would like cartoonify this environment a little too much. Very easy argument to make. Yeah. There's a ride in uh, Tokyo. No, excuse me. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. It's sort of um, it's Big Thunder Mountain meets Expedition Everest. Right. The same mm-hmm. kind of it feels very frontiery. And there's there are animatronics on that ride that are super powerful. And there's one where you go up this lift hill and a bear is kind of scratching against this lever and that lever basically breaks the cord under you and you go backwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And so that's an example of it's a little campy, but it's an actual bear, not a not a dressed up bear singing country tunes. Yeah. I got to say, if if anyone hasn't seen those, the ride videos of, the, of that ride itself, it's definitely worth seeking out. I'm not one. I'm, I mean, I'm a super nerd, so I'll sit and watch ride videos like all day and night and enjoy it. But I realize Preach. that not everybody is that person. This one is actually worth seeking out because it, it's just it's it's such a well put together ride. Yes, you're talking about the one in Hong Kong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah agreed. Uh, okay, so we uh, so we talked about plussing it up with animatronics potentially, but I think both rides should have animatronics of some kind. Yeah, I think that's fair. Do you think a tiger animatronic at the top of the lift hill, if it were moving, a little more ominous, maybe? Yeah, perhaps, or maybe maybe periodically throughout. Um, yeah. Or they could just get Joe Exotic up there to like oh, wish them well and <laughs> pull off the strap, <laughs> you know, in his prison outfit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or just, just a video conference. She owns my from- park now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really think that I, you know, I would, I would love to see animatronics specific. I, I want to see the the scary bear animatronic at at. Uh, DCA, but at Cali River Rapids, I, Rapids, I think you need like some some kind of like sad looking animals or something to like. Totally, yeah. Because I think the, I think our the message is being destroyed. Yeah, yeah, 
I think the message, like it's it's heavy handed, but it's also oddly not heavy handed enough Agreed. to where like yeah. you kind of walk off going, I think something happened. Like yeah, you that, hear noises of animals and chainsaws, yeah. and then you see some burnt logs, and then you go back into the jungle. Yeah, yeah. And you smell the burnt logs, which is why it got a point. The olfactory sense is really important, but you're right. It feels like an empty message, it, and it's an important message, but it, it's not impactful enough where I'm walking away thinking, you know, this is really bad. We shouldn't be doing this, but showing more of an impact with potentially animatronics that are that are sort of forced away from their homes that are now kind of huddled elsewhere because they have no place to live, I think would be more impactful, right? Yeah, I think it can use like a sprinkling of pathos, you know? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. So uh, anything else, guys? Are we are we going to are ready to make my final verdict? Uh, I would just like to bring up that the only note I haven't really tapped into yet um, is I, I want to uh, to make a reference to the goddess Kali, who is the Hindu goddess of time, creation, destruction, and power, and she's not as bad as the thuggy cult would have you believe. Okay, t can you tell me more? Is this an actual person? Um, mm -hmm. an My neighbor. Actu an actual, like, human person that lives down the street from <laughs> No, I'm just, this is part of the Imagineering story, I assume. Oh, yeah. Stress for no, Uber. Really, no, no. Kali is really not part of the Imagineering at all. I'm just kind of bringing up that the, the goddess Kali has gotten a bad rap mm. uh, because of movies like, uh, I, I don't know any other movies like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but ah. uh, nobody's ripped out hearts in the name Got of it. Kali as far as I'm aware, because even though she's kind of a, uh, she's, she's kind of a, you know, a hardcore uh, deity, um, she really is more of a uh, an agent of change, um, and is is very compassionate. Um, so, despite that, many images of her holding, you know, a severed head and things, is is the name Kali River Rapids in any way a reference to that? To the movie, yeah, Temple of Doom. To the movie, The Temple of Doom. No, it's not it's more yet. a reference to the goddess Kali. Who well, why not? If she's about peace. That's what and, I'm saying. It's really, got to be linked to that. It's got to be the same person or God, right? Yeah, got to be. But I mean, the George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg were were in kind of a, a bad way when they wrote Temple of Doom. So that's true. You know, they got a little they got a little extra harsh with mm. the heart pulling out. Well, I, I I like it, um, and you're right. So uh, the British colonialism, everybody. Yes, thank you. And uh, deforestation, both bad. Uh, okay, so I think that does it, guys. I, I believe with a uh, score of five to four. Yeah, meet the Grizzly River Run Park, is the supreme rapids attraction in Disney parks. Not nearly as supreme as Thunder Canyon at Cedar Point. In or Ohio. saw right or sawmill splash at Adventureland, of course. Adventureland. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait a minute. No, no copyright no, no. infringement. It's not that one. Oh, hmm. um, okay, cool. So, do we have any final comments or thoughts about these attractions? I'll have to say, I went in thinking that mine was vastly superior, but then as you went, I, I really agreed with some of your arguments there, Jimmy. Even though you're the judge and you shouldn't be argumenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I really agreed with some of your assessments that uh, really 
the I, I I liked your point because it to me it's it's really interesting that Kali River Rapids is not seen to the casual passerby, but at the same time there's there's a reason why some people don't go on it. They don't know it's there, right? They just see wet people walking around, and they they might look on their app and go, "There's a what over there now? Now I'm going to stop at Yak and Yeti." Right. One of the byproducts of the show, and and we all we've acknowledged it before, but it takes a lot of effort to do this well, and. And when you get so immersed in the thing that you're researching, even if you went in with a bias or not, you come out going, God, this thing is really cool. Like the level of detail and what they, this is really cool. How could anybody not think this is the better thing Mm -hmm. until yes, then you have three people talking about it and like, man, yeah, you're right that this other thing, because I can see it and because I can see it at night and I can, uh, the lights and the mist and what it does to the environment and the feeling that it creates has a real impact on, on the overall experience, right? Sorry, just not not as a point or anything. It's just something I forgot to bring up is that the um, uh, the water level in this ride, you know, it, it's going to need to go up and down based on how much water they actually need, based on how many boats and all that stuff. Uh, the water is stored in the wharf area, uh, mm. which can be pumped in and out. And so that makes a tidal basin effect of the tide rising and falling over in that area. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to pile on. I'm just like, if there's someone out there listening and going like, why didn't you mention that? Because I forgot until now. I like that. Yeah. Can meet the Ranger of Brownstone Park Saturday at 3.30. Upset. Wait. (laughs) My question is, yes. Does the, the 20 foot to 30 foot drop in Collie River Rapids, does it adjust? Does the slope Does of that ride change, change? the drop? My I understanding don't. was, and I'll do some more research on it. My understanding was that that drop hill changes uh, degrees. Like it can, it can be shorter, you know, like steeper or flatter. Based on depending what? Like the weight of the, 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 the folks in the, in the raft? Depending on the temperature outside. Yeah, I think it's theoretically a weight. This is something that they did at... Splash Mountain originally, and I don't know right. if it exists on either of these rides, but it would make sense that if they figured out how to do it for one ride, they'd figure out, you know, how to right. do it for others. We'll do some more research on it, but uh, I, I think, Dan, to your point, I, I really like the fact that, to your point, you were looking at a tidal area of the Bay Area, which is a tidal bay, mm-hmm. and it goes up and down throughout the day or whatever and it does that because of how much water is in this ride right because so, they, need, they need a place to put the water and hello exactly. extra theming you know it's just exactly one of those nice things that end up happening so like, if we were grasping at straws time we're talking about not only is it impacting the land it's in it's impacting another land mm-hmm. that's really cool that's a straw that's very cool uh, cool. Well, great. Um, so if there's nothing else, then I would like to remind our listeners about the other shows you can hear here on the Ears Up podcast network. That is Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth. Scraping the vault. <laughs> Those guys, say, they know what say they Say the do. name, Jimmy. Banter, Basker, and Banthamel. They know what they did. And very annual pass holders and really want to highlight and recognize our official travel partner and concierge. Odds are you heard a bumper before this show that's talking about the latest and greatest news about the Disney parks. And just want to remind you to please go to concierge for all of your travel needs or wants or desires or questions. They're there to help. 
It costs you nothing and they can help you book. They can help you just answer questions. Let's say you're an annual pass holder like myself. I'm going in September, just a month from now. Uh, Can I get a reservation? How do I get a reservation? Can you help me make that reservation for one of the theme parks? Can you just get me a hotel? Can I buy Uh, a They can help you with anything. Can I buy a monkey? Can I buy a monkey? Oh, that's a very good question. What is the number again? One eight hundred. Got my people working on it. Uh, so yeah, please visit Concierge. By the way, that's eight five six our ears. Eight five six our ears. Can I buy a monkey? <laughs> and if you can, in fact, buy a monkey at the exit of Cali River Rapids, it will, in fact, reign supreme. <laughs> we'll re-record. That's show correction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So in, in the meantime, please join our Facebook group. We're doing game nights and it's a lot of fun. We're really building a nice little group of people there. Um, I think we're making an impact on some people and we really enjoy it. And the more Im- involvement you have, the better. Uh, please comment and like and subscribe and all the things that I don't do that I really highly recommend that you do. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it it makes a big impact and it means a lot to us. So if you're getting even a little enjoyment out of this, a like or a or a small comment or a review goes a very long way for us so that we know that we're doing the right thing for you. Be a more proactive listener than we are. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, also you can go to um ears up to uh use their YouTube link to buy YouTube things. Not YouTube Chase, the uh, Amazon <laughs> link. It helps. Uh, <laughs> Support us on uh, Patreon. That's Patreon forward slash years up. All the things. And if you'd like to contact us outside of those forums, please email us at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com, dan at earsup-podcast.com, E. Johnson, that's J-O-H-N-S-O-N at concierge.com. And as always, follow at spectro underscore Jeremy on Instagram and Twitter. And without further ado, guys, anything else you have to say? Um... No. Enjoy fine intimate products at your local grocery <laughs> And if you would like a list of every Rapids ride in the world, there's one waiting for you on wikipedia.com. Yes. And all the in- all the Intamins or Entamins Rapids products. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I'd like you to know that both the Admiral Joe Fowler and the Dick Irvine riverboats from the Rivers of America in Florida can still be found, despite they were destroyed. They're still available for you on the Seven Sleeves Lagoon as transportation. <laughs> gotta, gotta love that uh, ticket and transportation center oh, ferry. Yeah. yeah, you do. All right, everybody. Have a great, great day. Be good to each other. We'll see you real soon. Bye. Yeah, I mean, you may as well just tongue kiss the person like before you if if, <laughs> if you're going to pull on that thing. They pump in smells. So you want to buy a monkey?